0: On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinold Show, we talk about restoring quad strength after ACL surgery, restoring hyperextension after ACL surgery, and stretching the shoulder in somebody that may be a little bit loose. The Ask Mike Reinold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back everybody to the Ask Mike Reinald Show. I am here up in Boston at Champion PT and Performance with Lenny Macrina, Dave Tilley, Dan Pope, and student extraordinaire from Northeastern University, the Husky amongst us, the Scoobs. scoop doop Scoobs. Mike the Scoobs from Northeastern. <laughs> Still a work in progress. What's your last
1: name again? Skidoodo.
0: Skadoodo, Mike Scududo. The scoogs. Skedaddle <laughs> on the globe. Go ahead. Skedaddle. <laughs> Uh, uh, welcome back everybody we're going to answer some awesome questions keep them coming um, you know the list I just I looked at the list this morning before this episode and the list is is impressive with all the great questions so keep them coming anything you want to talk about PT fitness sports performance biomechanics business Lenny's personal life you tell me we'll answer your question so all right. sc- Ron
1: from sc- sc-
0: scoop it up scoop it up the dudes nah, this will click this will click by the end of your rotation
1: Ron from Shreveport Hey guys, I have a 17-year-old football player currently that is 14 weeks status post right ACL repair, medial and lateral meniscus repair, and OATS procedure. He has significant five out of ten degrees hyperextension on his left lower extremity, and is at zero degrees for his right lower extremity. What are y'all's thoughts on progressing his surgical knee past neutral to equal to left for return to sport activity?
0: What are y'all thoughts? Len, what's y'all thoughts? <laughs>
1: Do what? <laughs> I feel like I'm back in the... <laughs> 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 yeah, Love it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's you
2: know, there's a few studies out there, especially by Shelbourne, Donald Shelbourne out of Indianapolis that shows long-term uh, outcomes. People are happier if you get symmetry in their hyperextension. If they don't have hyperextension like the other side, so you can look at the other side, um, it's usually three to five degrees is what people need uh, to be close to the other side. You're five degrees off on the other side, so I would say you gotta get hyperextension. You gotta do low, low, long duration stretching, which is what we promote. Um, we find that that's the best way to get the hyperextension. You gotta basically stretch tissue, or collagen tissue out over a period of time. And studies by McClure have shown that the total end range of motion time needs to be 60 minutes a day. So we usually tell people, so they're not doing an hour at a time, four bouts of 15 minute sessions. So prop the ankle up. I'm not a big prone hang fan. For multiple reasons the hamstrings get jacked up their pelvis gets jacked up their legs hanging off the table i'm a supine prop the leg up under the ankle and then put a five to ten pound ankle weight above their kneecap and then just let them sit there for a period of time so make sure there's enough space under their calf so they can sink down into the table otherwise that's what we got Cheers!
0: <laughs> Salute. Boom. I would also
2: throw in too, Enfield, I think is a big part en- of that Enfield too, yes, so you, you got to make sure it's not a cyclops lesion, yeah. so en- Enfield pressing down into over hyper- or into hyperextension, do they have pain in the front or the back of the knee, I think that's a nice little Lenny test you that. can do. Yeah. If they feel in the front of the knee, It's you got to be cautious of a cyclops lesion, which is that wad of scar tissue, so yeah
0: hopefully they don't, Yeah, that's <laughs> issue. Restore it, restore yeah. it, yeah, you need, you need more than zero. Yeah. Zero, that's not even fully screwed home. Is that, can you say it that way? Screwed home? The screw, <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, think I'm
1: insulted,
0: I don't know why. The, uh, the, um, the yeah, screw home mechanism probably hasn't even like engaged right. them. so they they're, they're walking around with a limp in their mind, so. Yeah. Scoobs.
1: Okay. Robin from Zurich. Hello, can you please explain the biomechanical reason of why the quadriceps is so important in ACL rehabilitation? I would think the hamstrings, which also limit anterior translation of the tibia, and the glutes, which ensure proper placement of the knee, would be far more important muscle groups to train.
0: I, I mean they're all important i mean yeah. va- not, valid points yeah but all that's a good point va- valid points definitely Agreed. want hamstring and glute good co-contraction thing. super important um, I, I don't know i mean the quad i mean to me the, the probably the reason why the quads are such a big emphasis at least in my mind after acl is because they they become so you know inhibited after surgery they're they their atrophy their strength just goes down so much that you have to restore that so i mean you're you're also working on hamstring and glutes but you know i think that's that's probably why it's I, emphasized. I
2: think that's 100%. Just. They, they get atrophy from surgery, from a, a block or just the tourniquet or whatever.
0: Yeah, so scope. You just insert a scope <laughs> in the knee and you'll yeah. have quad atrophy. Like patellar
2: tendon harvest graft, the effect on the right. ability to lower for a long time is huge. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: a good point, too. You know, you probably have a, a good surgery, amount of patellar yeah. tendon grafts. That's probably you know, part of it there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not that the other groups aren't as important. It's just that the quad probably gets the weakest. Uh, but, you know, your emphasis should be on all of them and then the appropriate balance, yeah. I think. So when the quad's so weak, even if the hamstring's weak, if the quad is even and Weaker, then your balance is off still, too. So,
1: yeah.
0: awesome. Like, so,
1: strength also correlates with like hop testing, too, right? The ability to control knee flexion. That's yeah. You true, can't yeah. Centric quad in control. That's good like point. You yeah, know, I think so you're, I feel
0: like there's more studies that show like quadriceps correlates to functional things and outcomes than, yeah. than hamstrings in general. Yeah. I don't know if maybe they just weren't assessed, but off the top of my head, but yeah. Uh, awesome. Scoobs. And
1: Dexter from Indiana, in podcast number 48. Mike, you mentioned that. With throwers, all the decelerators components of the arm get tight because of the cumulative eccentric stresses. Is there ever a time that you wouldn't stretch a really loose or lax person cross-body even though this tightening is happening? AC joint? Pain?
0: Yeah. Uh, So, pain. So you know, when would we ever not stretch cross body in somebody um, that appears to be tight? If they impinge, right? If they have pain, AC pain, anterior, anterior joint, anterior joint, joint pain, cortical, arch mm-hmm. pain. Um, you know, even bicipital and, and rotator cuff tendinitis can impinge a little bit when you go across body. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I think the the main gist of the question we go back there is if you get a loose or lax person that's tight cross body. So really Realistically, to me, if they're loose and lax, that means their capsule's not super tight, but they're tight cross-body, that's probably soft tissue, it's probably like musculature and like you said, from the eccentric cumulative trauma. So I would address soft tissue before stretching anyway and then just see if range of motion restores on its own.
2: I think when we talk about stretching in an athlete, overhead athlete that's loose, we're not stretching them like we're stretching a quad out. We're not like holding it for 20, 30 seconds at end range to get that nice stretch you know, in the front of the knee, so to speak. It's, it's kind of hit that end point, see how it feels, see how it bounces into that end range, and then bring it back. Maybe a little more into horizontal adduction, we may hold it a little longer, but they got to feel that stretch in the back. That's the key, because if they feel it el- elsewhere, it's probably doing more harm than good, or it's not as beneficial as we think it is. So it's yeah. kind of get in there and get out, but not necessarily you yeah, know, long. crank into stretch. I like yes. the soft tissue stuff. I think the hands-on stuff is what people like, and I think that's the way to get the best bang for your buck. I agree with you. I think that's
1: an important thing that you guys do quite a bit, is that if someone has pain at end range, you're not going to stretch them. You may do a little bit of that if it doesn't hurt, but the soft tissue work is is a good answer for those individuals. Yeah,
2: I would say along with knowing the cap, I think it's important to know that differences in where range of motion are limited by what parts of the capsule, both in the hip and in the shoulder. There's new research on the hip that shows that certain positions are maybe more ligament than we think they are and they're not soft tissue so I think you know, having a conceptual framework behind what stretches cause what stresses is super important mm-hmm. especially in the lax individual right. confusion of ligament versus joint versus soft tissue is going to yeah. be-
0: Awesome. Scoobs.
1: That's it. That's it?
0: That's three. Oh, awesome. Like that one. Thank you guys. Thanks again. Uh head to mikerinald.com, click on that podcast link and keep asking away some awesome questions. And do us a big favor, go to iTunes, rate and review this podcast so we can kind of keep pushing it along and get some popularity so we keep doing it because we love doing it. We hope you guys uh enjoy watching it. I think you know that's a great example there. Somebody referenced in a past episode. So, you know, what was his
1: name? Uh, that was Dexter from Indiana.
0: Dexter, thanks so much for a being a repeat listener. Love we you, appreciate great TV it. Show. Love you. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRhino.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word.